Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise be to Allah, the Lord of the Worlds. Over 100 episodes, almost 40 different ethnic backgrounds, living in almost 30 different countries. In just two seasons, the Niqabi Diaries podcast has brought you the stories of Muslim women across the globe. Women united in sisterhood by their commitment to the Deen of Islam. Welcome to season three of the Naqabi Diaries podcast, where, inshallah, we will continue to bring you the stories of the women behind the veil. The Naqabi Diaries, our experiences, our perspectives, our voices. I'm your host, Samar, and thank you for listening. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the Naqabi Diaries season three. Alhamdulillah, we've got another sister this week, inshallah to share her Nepal journey with our sister. Could you please introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about what you do, inshallah? Inshallah. Um, as um, I hope everyone that's listening is at the best of health and iman. Um, I'm um, um Salama. Alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm 24 years old. Um, I'm from the UK. Um, I'm excited for Inshallah's podcast and I'm happy to be here. I hope everyone's well, inshallah, and I hope um people benefit even if it's just a little bit, inshallah, um benefit from this and just a reminder that inshallah remember our intentions and this is for the sake of Allah only and inshallah it helps you guys in your journey, inshallah. Allah inshallah. So sister, could you do us a favour and give us some of your um Islamic background inshallah and tell us how did you get to start wearing the makeup? Inshallah, inshallah. Um, so, uh, alhamdulillah, um, I started, so I'm, I'm raised in a Muslim family, but I started practicing around when I was 16, 17. Um, and then, and then in, alhamdulillah, um, I started seeking knowledge, inshallah, like from, from books, from internet resources, and um, from sisters that were joining classes, I took benefits from them, alhamdulillah, and my niqab journey started back in 2018, so it was after I got married, um, alhamdulillah, um, my husband um, is from London, so he, he was advising me about niqab, so prior to my marriage, I wasn't wearing niqab, after my marriage, um, that's when I started wearing niqab in 2018. Um, and Alhamdulillah, um, my husband was advising me, it was always a choice for me, Alhamdulillah, he was advising me, he was teaching me, you know, that, you know, some, why, why, why we're wearing a car, the benefits of wearing a car, why, how it's been mentioned in the Quran. So Alhamdulillah, um, my, my husband was a great influence to begin that journey, and to be honest with you, um, I, I'm from a white, is um white area so okay. where I live that majority are like atheists or Christians. Okay. So what happened was I didn't actually tell anybody that I was going to wear an F and the reason I didn't is because and that includes my husband as well. So yes. I didn't tell anybody. And the reason I didn't this is because you know when you talk about things and maybe some of the worries um of taking that step, sometimes you can talk yourself out of it. Yes. Or Shaitan will come and there'll be whispers why you shouldn't do it, you know, and I didn't want that. So to be honest with you, what I did was just 
one day literally just put the niqab on and mm-hmm. went out of my house and that was that was how it started and what led me to that decision sis was because you know we have values everyone's got values right yeah and for me as a muslim for all muslims islam is the biggest value in our lives how we live how we treat others how we behave all those things and more and for me um that is the biggest important thing in my life so you know islam is the biggest thing obviously families and other things come out of that but for me that was a very important value yes. so i wasn't gonna be i didn't want to be controlled mm-hmm. i don't want to be controlled by a society that that changes so quickly in values but you know in this where i'm from in this british culture society values changes and i didn't want to be caught up in that i don't want to get caught up in that and i certainly don't want to be controlled by a society that that don't, doesn't really know its value itself and it keeps yes. changing over time mm-hmm. the biggest thing i can advise sisters is know your values know your why mm-hmm. like that will help a very inshallah. lengthy answer, but inshallah, I hope people benefit. Inshallah. No, that's, it's a beautiful answer as well. Okay, alhamdulillah, you decided to wear the niqab by your own choice, and you decided as well that, you know, you would just put it on one day. So, where did you wear your, where did you get your first niqab from? And, like, was it easy for you the first day that you went out with it? What was that experience like? So, alhamdulillah, um, I bought my first niqab from, I bought it online. I can't remember which website or anything like that I got it from, but alhamdulillah, I got it online. And because I went back to the why I'm putting it on, I felt confident in that I was making this decision for me. The first day I went out with the niqab, I actually, yeah, I went out with a couple of my um, family and friends. And what I remember the feeling that, you know, people were asking me why now, um, you know, you know, seeing me grow up and, and why not then, why now type of questions. And alhamdulillah, um, because I knew why I was wearing my niqab, the, the reason behind it, what made me reach that decision, alhamdulillah, I didn't find it too hard. Um, I was confident in my decision and I knew who I was and my values come from. Yes. And regardless of whether people around me accept that or not, that's not on me, that's on them. So because I'm not responsible for how people view me as a person, I didn't feel it felt good and it felt really like, I just felt really free, if that makes sense. And I felt I wasn't being controlled by the society. So it was a really good feeling, alhamdulillah. And a lot of people felt that it was going to prevent me from doing things in my life but alhamdulillah if anything it's opened more doors for me alhamdulillah. So, i'm always grateful for but I, I just remember it's a really good feeling mm-hmm. you know not feeling controlled by society by anyone we can try to please people but you won't okay. please everyone that's cool what people want from you is different from person to person exactly but what allah wants from you very clear and it's complete and it's not going to change exactly. that gives me a lot of security mm-hmm. to know that that i could you know what i mean yes yes in the sense 
that I just want to do what's right by Allah and not not the people. If you please Allah, you will please the people. A lot of people, because um, your values, those values are how to exactly. treat people, the kindness, the respect, mm-hmm. you always come in. So, inshallah, if we please Allah, you you will also please the people. Yeah, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. It's so, so true. Okay, so alhamdulillah, after putting on the makeup, did you face any kind of criticism from any family members or kind of resistance? I'm assuming that your husband was quite happy. And like, how was that when he realized that you were wearing the makeup for the first time? How did your husband react when he found that you were wearing it? Alhamdulillah, um, regarding obstacles from anyone in my family, um, from my immediate family, no, alhamdulillah. Um, I have my family were very supportive. If anything, they just sort of asked me what made me want to wear niqab now. Um, and alhamdulillah, my family were very supportive. If anything, questions all were around more curiosity than um, any obstacles, if that makes sense. Yes. It was, and sometimes it was around in gatherings. It might be a bit problematic. Obviously, I would I would wear it in gatherings and things, and some members might take it personally in the sense that you know we're your family, whereas they wouldn't understand. Yes, you are my family, but you're not my mahram. So it was around curiosity, and not some people not understand what mahram means, but I, you know, I can't show you my face if that makes sense. Yes, so yes. That that creates some obstacles. But alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, this um again going back to the why I put on it makes those things easy alhamdulillah um, and regarding my husband alhamdulillah um i was just i was mentioning my husband encouraged me to wear niqab it was never voice and it was he was positively encouraging me and alhamdulillah my husband was really pleased that i was wearing it and i didn't want to intentions are very important this as we all know and you know i didn't want to wear it just because my husband said or wanted me to, I wanted okay. it for the right reasons, um, and for me and for the sake of Allah. So, Alhamdulillah, my husband was really pleased. Um, and yeah, Alhamdulillah, I going back to you know, if you know why you're doing something, a really clear understanding of why you're doing something, Inshallah, it will make it a little easier. And I think the others, I think my family worried about what I've been achieved in life by wearing the niqab because. Perhaps some people thought that it would close some doors, whereas actually Allah gave me more things from wearing it, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So could you like expand on that a little and in that, on that same note as well, like would you describe the niqab as being a barrier and if so, in which sense? Okay, so, okay, inshallah, that's, that's fine thing, inshallah, I will expand. So a lot of people thought that I might become in a very um in an area that's not there's not many Muslims at all. I could count how many Muslims there are where I live, literally. So I think some people thought that I might get hurt or verbal comments or I might not be able to career wise I might not be able to do what I wanted to do, what I went to um like uni for and things like that. So I think they were some of the worries but from my point of view they were very um I'm not. I'm not invalidating their worries. I understand yes. some of their points. But, uh, for me, I saw my viewpoint was actually that people can't accept me for who I am and, and what you know my values. 
my Islamic values, then again, that's on them and not me, and that's not my loss, that's their loss, because that's the way I saw it. And alhamdulillah, I didn't get any comments or anything like that. It was just around curiosity by the, by even even in my community, it's around curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I live in a very small area, so almost the community is very close. So through through knowing the community well, from, through them knowing me well, they, they know some of my values and who I am. Mm-hmm. So alhamdulillah, I really experienced um, like any verbal abuse or physical abuse or things like that. It was around curiosity mm-hmm. and it was around some people um, making comments that I might not be able to go into the career that I want to. So specifically, um, I'm a social worker too. Right. I don't community services. I'm a social worker. And I do wear niqab and stuff. A lot of people felt that you know you can't become a social worker and you know and wear the same niqab. Yes. And a lot of people felt that I wouldn't get a job in that area because because of my my decision to wear niqab and actually the opposite happened alhamdulillah you know I'm, I do wear niqab at my workplace inshallah alhamdulillah um, I have my own prayer room my prayer space so it's opened a lot of doors and educating people about why we wear it and you know by wearing it it, it provokes a lot of curiosity and questions and I like that so first of all alhamdulillah all my colleagues are women, so that's the one that I wouldn't have probably taken a job because of, you know, because of that. So, alhamdulillah, my manager, she arranged a room for me to pray in, and, and I have extra privacy. Um, I have, have, like, curtains to cover it, and then no one can see me and come in and out of it. Um, alhamdulillah, I, in terms of my um, colleagues and they were asking me about the niqab, because because we live in um, an area that um, there aren't many Muslims, mm-hmm. um, they some of them had never come across a person that wears a niqab. From those, so from a social work point of view, it was really um, nice because they were learning about it and you know making. So sometimes, as Muslims. It's like we have to end up fitting into this society. Yes, but yes. It doesn't always work on our value basis. You know, we yes. Islamic values and Western values—they don't always. Um, they're not always, you know, the same. In fact, mm-hmm. they're not. You know, most of the time mm-hmm. they're not the same. Um, so it was nice that actually people around me were accommodating to my, like, accommodating me and and my values and accepting mm-hmm. it. And it, when someone does that, it it comes easier to talk about Islam. You know, and not just about niqab, about other things about Islam. You know, mm-hmm. and it's really um, and some people see wearing niqab as oppression or you know, there's someone being controlled or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, those sort of things. And I, don't, I see it's quite the opposite. I think yeah. that if you're in a if you're in a society which is telling you to do this, this, and this, and if you find it, it I'm not going to be easy. If, if you find it in you to make that decision, inshallah, it's really um. And when you put a lot of lots of other things will open, inshallah. And 
you know, some people, for some people, it's not around work and things. For some people, it's just about knowing that this is their decision, this is their journey. And, yeah. you know, we all have to own our own journey, you know. You know, inshallah, we're all on different paths. We're all at different stages in terms of Iman and, and things like that. And they are things that will fluctuate, you know. You know yeah, of course. fluctuate, as you know. They low one day, you know, it, it really will. But if you if you can get to a point in life where you know who you are, you know your values, you know what's important to you, um, you know why you reach that and even if you don't know the reason why, even if you go back and reflect on it and learn from it why you've made these decisions in life, um, then inshallah you you have a lot more emotional intelligence, like you're you're very aware, if that makes sense. Yes, um, yes. And for me, because I was very aware of decision and surroundings on making this decision, it helps me a lot. But also like going back to um the women you know, the women yes. um, in Islam, you know, obviously, alhamdulillah, I'm explaining my journey, but when you think about the women that in Islam and the great women, like, there's, there's so many, subhanAllah, and you think what they went through, mm-hmm. you know, their lives, their behavior, their manners, inshallah, we should strive to be like them, inshallah, um, in our lives, and I think the biggest thing is, is around speaking knowledge, um, yes. inshallah, because you know, when you have a very clear, evidence-based decision, inshallah, that will help you, you know, and this is what Allah wants, and you know what, it, it, it's so, not saying in an arrogant way, but it's so nice knowing that you've done something for Allah, and we always keep our intentions pure, so that's what we should always do, inshallah, we should always keep our intentions pure for Allah, and we should always strive to implement. Yes, subhanAllah. That's really inspiring, sister. Especially um, because you mentioned that you live in an area which, you know, there's hardly any Muslim. The thing is this, in the area that I live in, mm-hmm. is that um, because it's a very small community, everyone knows each other. Mm-hmm. So, alhamdulillah, um, I'm, I'm very... Uh, involved in my community i would get involved in events and things like that so and people knew that i'm not i'm well inshallah i hope people that i wasn't a bad person mm-hmm. and that me making this decision is is not um it, it's my decision it's nothing to do with them and mm-hmm. in the sense that they people should accept you like i said it's not about me molding into what they want it's about me for me, it's about it's about me waking up every day and trying to be a person. What like so my community and my society, there were days where that the hardship did come, but it it's gonna sound respectfully, they're not that important to me. Yes. If that makes sense, but of I mean course, that yeah. respectfully. Yes. Um, because if they cannot accept me, that's on them. That's mm-hmm. not my responsibility. Yeah. And if they do not I am again that's on them and not me mm-hmm. and I know it's not as easy as how I saw it but you know I know for some it might not be as black or white but that's the way I see it in, in the sense that I'm, I'm still not going to be those things and do those things but if they can't see that this I can't take that responsibility and I'm not going to because I'm not going to try and please people that want 
lots of people want different things from you, you know? I'm not going to try and be that person because you'll get caught up in this circle, uh, in this vicious circle, cycle, sorry. And once you're in that, it's hard to get out of it because you end up pleasing your intention to do things, to try to please people or to try to fit into what they want you to be. Well, every person potentially want different things. So I don't want to get caught up in that. And I think that, and I know it, I'm not trying to go off topic, but I think that it's about my well-being here and what, yes. what makes me well in terms of um, my religion, so spiritually, mentally, mm -hmm. physically, emotionally, it's all them things. And I'm not going to compromise that, my well-being, for someone else. Yes. At the end of the day, it's, it's about trying to keep your iman, um, you know, at a place where, inshallah, it's increasing. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, you know, iman does increase, decrease, but we want to try to get to a point where, inshallah, hopefully, it's more stable than not. If that makes sense. Yes, of course, of course, it makes perfect sense, mashallah. So, um, on that note, sister, have you faced any kind of abuse for winding a club at all? Oh, so um regarding sort of I do get comments and things, um, but so you know, some people might um they might sort of say sort of the sort of how do I say this? Um so they so some people may um comment things like how like racial comments, discriminatory comments and you know what, this I I think that when that happens, um, the way I react is in a very I try to be in a very careful way because I don't want to react and feed into what feed into that. Yes. Because if anything, our reactions should be about trying to be patient and educating people mm -hmm. about Islam, inshallah. Um, so I think that I try not to try my best and I try very very hard in trying to not giving um not to give someone else the satisfaction of me reacting in a negative way and in yes. a way that affects how Islam is portrayed. Mm -hmm. Because obviously none of us are perfect but we do represent Islam especially because you know with some things you can't see it. Whereas in yes. the club you can physically see that that's of course. So it's a symbol of it of Islam so you you have to try we have to all of us inshallah we have to try to react in a way that's not going to um, give Islam a negative light and it's not okay for people to judge Islam by one person but sadly there are a lot of judgments and things so yes. we've got to be careful to um, and how we react inshallah because we don't want people to judge Islam by one person's actions you know but sadly, we, we do live in a time where lots of judgments are made and things, so we've got to be very careful. But thing is, this I um, I doesn't really um, it doesn't make me if anything it makes me angry for the sake of Allah, but yes. it's not personal. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yes. Angry because obviously I'm wearing this for Allah and someone else is making those comments, but it is not like they. I don't, I don't take it personally in the sense that it's just me. 
because there are lots of sisters that sadly do experience things like this. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, so, absolutely. I don't, I don't take it personally, but I hate it because they are mocking something which, you know, Allah wants, you know, from us, you know, inshallah. So that's what I get angry about. But I don't get angry in, in a personal sense. I get angry for the sake of Allah. But if we don't, if we're not aware of how we react, some people may have a, a more negative view of Islam. So yes. I try my best to react carefully and mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't um, affect Islam in a way. Inshallah. What gives me um, some peace is no. When you know the prophets, um, or not know, but when you have some understanding of the prophet's life in terms of hardships, um, you know, revelations, how things, you know, when things happen, how things happen, um, and inshallah, we look at the life of the prophet. When you look at his it puts in the hardships, the the, the abuse, the discrimination, um, the oppression, um, it puts things into perspective more. And I'm not saying that people should dismiss struggles. You know, that is something that people need to work through and process and things. But it gives me comfort to know that that um, it you know you're not the only one. If that makes sense, and it doesn't make things okay. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any of the. It doesn't make any of the. Um, okay like and I really want to emphasize that it doesn't make it okay but it, it gives me Allah's gonna test the ones um that are close to him and mm-hmm. Allah's gonna you know Allah look at the Prophet Allah so um, Allah loves the Prophet and loves the Prophet. Mm-hmm. But look at the heart that he had to endure in his life, the impression, discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um but look at the mannerisms of the Prophet, you know, how he reacted to events and circumstances. And we should strive to, um, you know, be more like him, inshallah. That's, that's what we should strive for. But again, I want to emphasize the point that we should, so I don't want anyone to think that, you, should, you know, you should compare your problems to other people and not deal with them. Um, it's good to um, hear other people's stories and inshallah try to, um, it makes you feel not alone, if that makes sense. Yes, of course. But it doesn't acknowledge that you're hurt. It's yeah. not okay to mm-hmm. experience all that, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, alhamdulillah, I think what gives me comfort is, like, I've repeated this times, so forgive me, sis, um, but knowing your why, who you're doing yes. for, yeah. why you're doing it, what you're, inshallah, going to get from it, and mm-hmm. not in this life, inshallah, and here after, mm-hmm. you know, and we know this, this, we might not everything in this life, and this, this, this dunya is not about getting everything in the dunya. Otherwise, what would be the point of Jannah, you know? Of course. But you should always remember that this dunya is just just on a journey. Even when hardship comes, or even like the wind and a carb or anything else in life, we always, inshallah, we keep it moving. And we are going to be viewed, you know, if we're, you know what, alhamdulillah, I don't mind being called strange or odd because mm. you know what it gives me it's, it's in the hadith isn't it yes you know, it is i don't mind strange anything you know, leave me i i don't i don't actually it doesn't bother me being stranger at all alhamdulillah I, i'd rather i don't want to be following the crowd and following what society wants especially exactly. one that keeps changing 
constantly, constantly mm-hmm. changing. I don't want to be a part of that. It's just, it's just about control. I don't want to be controlled by society that can't even figure out what it wants itself. You exactly. know what I mean? It keeps changing. Islam is complete, and you know that's what we have to remember and go back to. You know, Islam gives you a lot of um, stability in life. You know, not just from a religious point of view, but from like dunya, how we do things, transactions, how we treat yes. our neighbors, everything is in Islam. Even how we even have to like how we should, you know, go to the bathroom, for example, how we clean exactly. ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. Everything's there. So it gives me so much security and comfort to know that that's there. Doesn't mean that we we you know we have to all inshallah continue improving ourselves because the more knowledge we have inshallah and knowledge is only beneficial when it's implemented as well inshallah. Yes. So inshallah the knowledge we have the more we can implement inshallah and the more the more we learn and love the religion you know. Nothing, all aspects of the niqab and everything else. But going back to the niqab, I think that this is really, really important to um, educate ourselves. And even if we have days where we're like, um, we don't want to wear the niqab, and stuff, we have to go back to why. Why were yes, we wearing it in the first place? Who were we doing it for? Who were we trying to please? Those sort of things. And yes, absolutely. So much of this, like mm-hmm. it's so, so. I can't explain that how you know you, for someone to. Um, I feel so proud of sisters that wear niqab, and I pray for everyone that wants them to take that step. Inshallah. Um, I mean, I I ask Allah to make it easy for all the sisters. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I I I hope and pray that Inshallah through knowledge it will become easier. Inshallah. So it comes back, it does kind of come back to what's important to you. So you might have a value that's more important, but mm-hmm. you need to figure out, as an individual, we need to figure out what's important to us and why. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's really important in terms of taking that step. But I really, it's so nice. And you know what? It, it's so... um positive to hear other people's stories and, and how it's not prevented them to have not not compromise their religion but also yes. get the dunya as well and that yes. actually makes me proud of this stuff do you know what I mean yes, like, of um, yeah it's just like we're one big family and it's like you know part of the ummah we're, we're all sisters and we're all trying to do better be better every day yeah. and make even even yet, inshallah, talk about it. What, what, why, are you, why are you not there yet? Or what, what can make it better for you to get there? What needs to happen? You know, asking these questions, or maybe your friends or people that you know the sister, the sister or individual trusts, talking about it, breaking that thought pattern down or thought cycle down to really understand your thoughts. So once we understand our thoughts, inshallah, we can change our behaviors and our actions. Inshallah. So I feel really proud of all the sisters that are taking the step, but I feel proud for all the ones that are like they wear niqab and they struggle. Some people wear the niqab, but they struggle from, and they get lots of um, comments, negative things from family and friends, etc. So I I don't know everyone's stories. Everyone's on their own individual journeys, but 
it makes me proud to, to know that sisters have taken a step or it's a blessing that even if Allah gives you um that thought for inshallah um because of what more understanding we have of, of our thoughts inshallah we can change and every day is about being better you know can you give some examples for sisters of how to act in a positive way when somebody does like um have negative comments about wearing the niqab yeah inshallah so so examples are like when people are quite some people so abuse you can take it very very informal some people sad some people it's very indirect but it's there um but i think that in situations where you know in life we cannot change views of other people we can influence that change and inshallah if allah wills they may change their views and perceptions but yeah. for some people sadly they do have a very negative view of the niqab and People do sadly discriminate, oppress, and abuse sisters that wear it. Um, but in that moment and in that situation, we can't. It's about trying to take the means to think about how we react in that situation. So, an example, for example, in, in for example, in my workplace, someone discriminatory, discriminative, and they didn't want me to wear the niqab and they felt that the reason was because they couldn't see my face mm-hmm. you know, i'm trying to say it in a nice way but basically they were sort of saying that i can't they can't see my face and that um describing me as like some like a ninja type of thing right so in that moment i inside of this anger mm-hmm. but if i react based on that anger a it's not going to be good for me mm-hmm. b it's not going to be good um portrayal of what islam is so then we we talk about we spoke about it you know what what's preventing you talking to me just because you cannot what is it and how can we make it better for you a better experience for you so then you you're not feeling like you can't talk to me just because you can't see my face yes so we spoke about it we spoke about you know you're choosing not to wear um, the niqab, for example, and I'm choosing to wear it. But like I have, you like you have to, like I have to work with you or try to get along with you. You need to respect me and my values as well. So we break it. Why is that person feeling that like that? Yes. And what can we do about it? In some situations, they're not going to be like that, you know, which I understand. But some things, what makes you angry in those situations, what helps me is remaining silent because, and I don't, I say that carefully because you have to think about what are you, what you might say and potentially what the impact of that is going to be. So once you're calm, you can have a conversation about it in a calm mm-hmm. and try to do it in a respectful way, inshallah. But when you're angry, sometimes you have to think about what what's the harm and benefit, what's going to come out from this. Does that make sense? Yes, of course, but absolutely. To do that, we need to have a really good, um, and inshallah, we continue every day. We should continue trying to do this to really have a good understanding of our own selves, our thoughts and feelings. Yes, yes. If you don't understand thoughts, it will just be reaction. Mm-hmm. It will just be you're just going to be reacting. 
if we understand our thoughts, then inshallah we have more control of them. So really, whatever example I could give you, sis, it's around understanding our thoughts. Yes. If we don't understand, we might just end up reacting and reacting and reacting. But what is that reaction achieving? Exactly. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I think whatever example, um, it's around knowing yourself. Because you're not going to know the other person's thoughts. You're not yes. going to know how they're going to react. But inshallah, we can try to understand and have more insight of our thoughts, inshallah. And once we do, we have more control in that situation. Whereas okay. if you're not aware, it obviously it's sad that we have to, some people, or we experience certain things um, with women in the car. But once we have more of that control in our, of our minds, what's going through our mind, then what what comes out in terms of our behaviours and actions, hopefully it's more productive than counterproductive. Does that make sense? So yes. that I think it goes back to understanding ourselves. And the thing is this, we have to be really careful because we don't we're wearing the cards for the sake of our life. So we don't want to do something that's gonna um portray Islam as something in a negative way, negative light. Definitely. Like I mentioned earlier, some people do judge mm-hmm. Islam on a person, a individual's actions or a person's actions and as Muslims inshallah we overlook each other's people we overlook each other's mistakes and shortcomings inshallah but not everyone can do that and you know particularly perhaps not non-Muslims they might not be able to overlook someone's mistakes yes we have to be really careful what and how we react and if that could endanger you put you at more risk as well you know some things you might as hard as it may be you might have to walk away from because you don't it, it you might put yourself at more risk yes of course mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to um place ourselves in a situation where we put ourselves at more risk mm-hmm. and so going back to it it's more around you know based on how we react around our thoughts and you know what are we going to gain from it and are we going to put ourselves at more risk you know um so we've got to be really careful on how we react but always remembering that you should always try to be a good person we have to be careful because sometimes you might want to challenge someone or or you might want to ask them why are you behaving this way in this way to me like what have i done to you etc but it might put you at more risk so be careful so you understand where we are our environment and what our thoughts are does that make sense? Definitely, mashallah. It's really good that you said that actually, and so interesting because, you know, we don't sometimes, we sometimes, we often, like you said, when you just react, you're not thinking about the consequences of your reactions. And it's part of our religion that the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said that the patience is in the beginning. So when you're faced with a trial and a test, it's your instant reaction that is where you, like Allah will judge you from because it's how, you know, it's not, it's not after you've realised, oh, I need to be patient. The patience is in the actual moment. I was going to ask you, sister, do you um, think that sisters who wear the hijab get treated differently from sisters who wear the naqab? My honest answer is that I'm not sure because um, I don't really... I don't think it would be fair for me to comment just because that it might not be reliable because I don't... I, I, because uh, around me I haven't got Muslims that necessarily, I haven't got many Muslims at all um, so around me, so I wouldn't know the difference if that makes sense, 
I would like to think that people that wear hijab don't get treated to them, but I wouldn't be able to give a reliable answer on that because does that make sense? Because I'm not sure. I would hope that people don't get treated differently, but um, from I guess the only thing I can base that answer around is social media. Mm-hmm. Although I would like to think that people don't get treated differently, my assumption is that some people do, and that assumption is based on Instagram and just some of the things I see on that from hijabis and, and niqabis. Because some people that wear the hijab may um not understand the conditions yes. of wearing a hijab. Yes. So some people may wear they may beautify it if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yes. So I think in that sense there's a lot of um there's lots of discussions, judgment. So in some some ways from an Instagram point of view, I think people do get treated differently. Yes. The way I see it is just that it's about someone might know the conditions of a hijab, you know. So it's about again trying to make excuses for people yes. and trying to like educate Muslims around what are the conditions of hijab you might okay you might not be ready to take the step of wearing niqab alhamdulillah you're at the stage where you're wearing a hijab so what what are the conditions you know what are the conditions it's not around it shouldn't be around attacking someone you know as Muslims we're we're trying to help people in terms with you know um, you know do things really well inshallah but we have to understand that someone might not know the conditions Yes, and, exactly. And other people may just not be quite there for whatever yes. reason. So again, okay. it's around breaking that point. You know, why do you feel the need to do this, beautify this, and how can we help you take that step where you're not having to beautify the hijab? People, as sisters, as we we know the struggles. You know, we know the struggles. Um, so I hope that people remember their own journey of what struggles they had to face. And try to make excuses for someone else. Yes, and that's that's from my etiquette as well, isn't it? We have to be honest, mm-hmm. but we have to also remember that we have to remember our own. Does that make sense? This so yes, it does. I'd like to. This is about supporting Muslims to become better Muslims, inshallah, better sisters. So we are strong. Just because we're wearing the car today doesn't mean that we're going to wear it tomorrow, the next month, next year, inshallah. We have to remember that. We have to remember that we wear the car for Allah and we should inshallah help people. We should help people inshallah to become better Muslims and remember that it's a journey. If change doesn't happen, well, it doesn't always happen overnight. If Allah yes, wills exactly. it, alhamdulillah, of course. Um, but change for some people can take a long time. So we again we have to be very, very careful you know, you might see someone wearing a hijab incorrectly and that anger might come in but again, for the sake of Allah, but we have to be careful what we do with that anger, you know we have, and some people are not careful and sometimes by perhaps making comments or giving your opinion or, and it shouldn't be about, again, it shouldn't be about our opinion, it shouldn't be about Um Salama's opinion it shouldn't be about your opinion or another person's opinion. It's about what Allah wants. Exactly. It's about what the Prophet, you know, came down with. Yes, mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. About what I want. It's not about me, me, me. That's very dangerous. Very dangerous. 
about what Allah wants. Definitely. And we should try to help people get closer to Allah. But if we are attacking and if we are judging, um, that's going to discourage someone and it might hurt them and it might lead them to be more further away from Allah. And that's very, you know, we are all going to be accountable for our actions. We have to take responsibility for our actions, what we do for what we do with them and things like that. We really do. But I think that, you know, this is around um, helping someone. Change takes a long time. We've made such, such beautiful points and I was just like um, wanting to comment there on what you said about, you know, we have to remember that everybody's on a different journey and as Muslims we are here to remind each other as well and we have to bear in mind that some people who do wear the hijab may not know the conditions of the hijab itself. So that's a really important point that you need um, picks up on there, mashallah. So sister, I wanted to ask you, um, have you done any travelling with the niqab on itself? Um, Abroad, only in the UK, like um, traveling around different areas, but not abroad. This okay, okay, mashallah. And um, have you met anybody who's been forced into wearing the niqab? Um, have I met anyone who's forced into wearing a niqab? Um, alhamdulillah, no, I haven't. And what about somebody who's not allowed to wear it but they really want to wear it? I haven't met anyone, um physically um some people have messaged me about it or dm me about it on instagram but i've not met anyone on a face-to-face basis mm-hmm. alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And lastly sister i'll ask you what does the niqab mean to you what does the niqab mean to me um that's a big question um i think for me uh it means um It just means like everything to me because the struggles, the hardship, the um, the, the reason why um, I took that step, all of that. When and I, I don't say this lightly either, but when the club changed me as a person, changed mm-hmm. who I who I am, my my values became more clear and stronger. Um, it opened so many um it's quite an emotional question sis um it opened many um doors for me and um it means everything not just in the sense of wearing it but lots of things around me became clear um uh you, you asked me the question and i remember the journey to get there Yes, yes. I keep saying um because it's an emotion, it's an emotive, it's yes. really very emotional. Because it means everything and it made so many things clearer, my values clearer, who I am person clearer. Um, you know, me as a mum and, you know, just knowing that, you know, to take that step and not accept all the hardship, but understand the hardship and to work through it and process all that means everything because it's made me stronger as a person society can't control me so um it's given me a lot of freedom in the sense that society cannot control me and i'm not gonna i'm gonna try not to um fall the trap 
of being what society wants me to be, which is always changing. Yes. My focus is different, and it's around pleasing Allah. Yes, I don't say it lightly, and some people might be scared. It's just a niqab, but it's not just a niqab for the people that have had to struggle to get there. Yeah, um, the people that have made that decision gotten there, it's um, just more than a piece of cloth. Alhamdulillah. You're the first sister that I've actually spoken to who um, has worn the niqab after like being married and that her husband was trying to encourage her to wear it. Like, whereas other sisters who've started to wear the niqab after um, getting married that I've spoken to for this podcast. Um, their husbands actually, some of them didn't want them to wear it at all, so they came to it like by themselves, then had to convince their husbands. So it's mashallah, it's a nice refreshing angle yeah, to look like at it from. Yeah. Yeah, subhanAllah. Yeah, subhanAllah. Well, sister. Thank you so much for your time today. On a serious note, sis, I just really want to say to everyone that this journey is um, very individual. You know, it's an individual journey. Not everyone one's journey is going to be the same um you've probably come into lots of sisters and had the pleasure of hearing lots of different stories alhamdulillah yes alhamdulillah um, alhamdulillah some of my journey but everyone's journey is different it looks different different hardships perhaps but this is about you and owning the journey yes remembering that this journey is just we keep it moving in, I know it's easier said than done, not as easy as that, obviously. Mm-hmm. We always keep it moving, inshallah. We always move forward, inshallah. Our end goal is to reach Jannah. Exactly. That's our end goal. When you reach a goal, we have dunya goals, we have um, Islamic goals, but you're, all of our end journeys, regardless of who I am, where mm-hmm. I am in the world, what ethnic I am, our end goal, inshallah, is to get to Jannah. That's yes. our end goal. Inshallah, we all make those changes to get there, inshallah. Come better, inshallah. Barakallah, thank you, sister. Jazakallah khair for your time, sir. Thank you for being patient with me as well. Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.